thinking there'd be no way I would ever find out. And the comment was basically, I'm not going to say what it was verbatim, but I would love to crush them and see them fall off. You're listening to the Ann and Ellis podcast with your hosts, Riley Mullane and Megan Knatz. Episode 23. 23. And what that makes me think of is Michael Jordan. Yep. And your love of shoes. And that we're going to go see that new movie air together. Yeah. Does that come team. out? What is, I, I don't think know what the day the fifth. is. Is today the fifth? Today's the fourth. Fourth. Okay. Yeah, see, I don't Friday. even know. I think I it comes out Friday. Yeah. I don't know the date or day yeah. of the week, but um, as a team, we're going to go see that movie together. I'm super excited. It has really great reviews from yeah. what I've seen. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think it's uh, about the journey of Nike trying to recruit Michael Jordan, who was at the time either in a deal or was in the midst of making a deal with Adidas. I never knew that. Yeah. Did he ever sponsor Adidas or did Nike pull him out? I I don't know. I need to watch the whole Michael Jordan documentary. Uh, what is it? What is that called? The perfect, not the perfect. Oh, I, I've, I've seen it. It's really good. I don't know yeah. the name of I it think though. Melissa has seen the it's whole thing really too. Good. Um, that's going to drive me crazy. I don't know the name of that. And I can hear the last title. dance, the last, last dance. dance. Thank you. Yes. Thank Coming you. in clutch. Yeah. Thank you. you looked it up on your phone. No, nope. uh, you didn't up here. I love documentaries. Oh, so. okay. I me too. you had your phone and I was like, well, me too. I'm on taking the, notes on the way out to Hawaii. I went on, I have a YouTube premium account and, uh, Ooh. I know, I know. <laughs> Jeez. What is a, you, it's I a don't lifestyle. It's not for everybody. That was like such a crazy I don't mean flex. to show off. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> a crazy flex. I feel less about myself now. Yeah, I'm, I'm less of a Some human. Some people live with even... ads and others don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a tax write off. I use it for music. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. where, Dude, where, where oh we're going God. with all Well, let me be clear. I don't download music off YouTube. I can hear the DJs being, oh, this DJ's downloading YouTube videos and music and playing them. And do you know that's not the right bit rate and the quality's different? And da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Facebook group of DJs who use YouTube music and rip DJ. it from YouTube and do this. If you can think of a Facebook group that pertains to DJing, I promise you it exists. DJs sure. against YouTube? Video yeah, downloading? So I, don't, I don't know. It'd be I a long know. title. But you're not in that group, but you just have no. the premium because you're fancy like yes, that. Yes. You know, uh, the whole point to that was on the way to Hawaii, <laughs> I downloaded a bunch of documentaries that you can only find on YouTube. And one was Tinker Hatfield, who was the designer of a lot of yeah. the Michael Jordan shoes. And then I believe he did a lot of the Air Force shoe design. He, he did like the little uh, air bubble. Okay. Shoes. Yep, I remember. But it's just really fascinating. People don't really understand when we put on shoes, we just kind of take them for granted, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're shoes. They get me from point A to point B. But the amount of design that goes into just shoes is pretty wild. That Mark Wahlberg, mm -hmm. Wall Street, mm -hmm. that kind of series where he is a partner in uh, Municipal. Yes, yep. he owns them. Um, We've got a few of their shirts. I love them. Yeah, you said I you really them. liked yeah. the shirts. Okay. Go on their website and go to the clearance section and you can get a ton of their stuff, 70% off. All sales are final, so you can't return okay. them. But you can get $70, $80 sweatshirts for like 20 bucks. Nice. And you said you really liked everything you got. The so quality is fantastic. Yeah, they're one of those, it's that type of quality that you know you can just wash over and over and over and nothing about it is like fading or you know, yeah, diminishing the quality, but, um, 
That doesn't surprise me because Mark, everything he does, like I watched that documentary, that is too. he is a top-notch guy. Like he's not going to do anything half-assed. So. I, I love his, not only do I love his work ethic, I love that he dips his toe into 18 different bodies of water. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Wall Street, which I think is on HBO Max, yes. yep. right? You turned me on to that yeah. and I loved yeah. it. Is that it shows a ton of his failures. It shows like Wahlburgers failing in certain quarters, like failing bad. Yeah. And how they go in and try to resurrect a certain brand or they get rid of this and they start this. And um, the only thing with Mark Wahlberg, Mark, you always look tired. Have <laughs> you ever noticed like yeah. that whole documentary? He just he does. looks exhausted. He probably is, to yeah. be honest. I mean, he's working like he works a ton, but. Well, you should. Yeah. You should. So, when you're bored sometime, look up on YouTube. James Corden does Mark Wahlberg's workout. Oh, he, he starts it off at like three thirty in the morning. Like yeah, he, he does. That's not a joke. He yeah, no. really so does. He's got like a routine. So he gets up, prays for a half hour, works out. And James so, does um, it. <laughs> I love yeah, James. James Gordon is like, yeah, I, yeah. Why it's really funny. But three thirty in the morning. Yeah. But no, he probably is legitimately like tired. Yeah, yeah. I had. Uh, well, let me finish my first point. So I I watched legit like three of those documentaries about just how the shoe culture took off, how the reselling market is changing, um, how, you know, with the economy, the way that it is, obviously a lot of the recreational spending, which is mainly shoes, myself included, uh, is, is decreasing a lot. And so a lot of these shoe manufacturers are trying to figure out, okay, they're not selling as much because you can go onto the sneakers app and shoes two or three years ago that would sell out as soon as they come out. They're sitting a while. Okay. And then like the resale value of these shoes, they're not anywhere close where they were two, three years sure. ago. People just aren't yeah. investing in it or that's not, you know, yeah. right now. Which okay. which I kind of like because you go into places like in Vegas and some of these larger cities where they backdoor a lot of shoes. So they've got a connection behind the scenes where they can get 300 pairs of these shoes that okay. retail are 120 bucks, maybe 180 on the high end, 200 on the high, high end. But then they're turning around and just obnoxiously selling them for five, 600, 700 bucks. To me, that's, that's craziness. Yeah, it is. But those, th- those, those stores aren't thriving nearly as much as they used to. Yeah. But it was, it's, it's really fascinating. If, it is. At least to me, it is. I, I, I don't know. The story is the, the whole movie, the premise of the movie is going to be really cool. And that's yeah. what Matt Damon and Ben Affleck back yeah. together again. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that'll be cool. And it's, we're going to take the whole team, which is fun. We decided, so as a team, um, once a month, right, everybody gets to pick a, um, ex- activity, excursion, whatever for the rest of the team. And, yeah. um, I hope that everybody, you know, we've been laughing about some of the suggestions from some people are like, no way in hell am I doing that? (laughs) And I'm like, I hope you'll try it if your team member picks out um, an activity. So you picked that for the team. And then I've got May and I'm still between two options. I don't know what I wanted. That's again, the seven in me. There's 75 things I want to take. That's got to be really tough for you to try to to pick one thing to bring joy I'm like, can we just those have a, you. a week together? Because I got so many ideas. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun. And the team's excited. Uh, MJ has June. So we'll see what she's up to. But we just had our yearly retreat with yeah. our team as well, which 
was amazing. So this is, that was our second annual retreat. And we decided just to do it at my house. We try to get away from being where we do work, you know, and because we were all cuddled up on the couch and everybody was in sweatpants and had a blanket. We had good food. We went out and had a really nice dinner. Um, We talk through, we get really vulnerable. Um, We find that's good for our team. We talk through things. I cried the most. I think I won that award. I can confirm that. I don't know. I never cry. It's good though. Stone cold good. most of the time. <laughs> Stone cold killer. <laughs> I don't feel feelings. Feel anything? I am smiling. <laughs> That's normally me. I can't even hold a mean face for like two seconds. Now listen, there are cried a lot. people out there that host events like at, at their house, right? There are those that host events at their house. Mm-hmm. Then there are those that host events at their house. She had, I mean, I don't know how, do you wake up at 2 a.m.? You and Mark Wahlberg say a prayer before, you know, after you wake up and then you start Mark and I cooking working, bacon yeah. and you had eggs. You cooked, no exaggeration, zero exaggeration. You cooked the best tasting bacon I've ever had in my life. And I'm not the only one that said that. Maddie and Sadie. Forgot who else was there that was trying it, and Mark. I could not shut up about your bacon. I and making. I didn't even know that how. I mean, that's how I am with cooking. I might make that bacon again tomorrow, and it won't be because I don't. It won't be the same because I don't follow recipes very well, or which is weird because I owned a dessert company. I did follow those recipes, but um, you made I it just, in the oven. Yeah, I put it in the oven. I put it on a cookie sheet, and I bake the bacon, and that is a just way easier. And but I don't know. I didn't ever know. None of my family has said it's that great. So you said you set the heat at three fifty, right? Three seventy five. Okay. Well, I set it so. So would you Sunday? Oh no, because Melissa was super sick, yeah. so I had to had to run the fort for a little bit. Hold it, hold it down. I did the same thing. And. It's fantastic. Oh, it was good. It was okay. Great. I thought you were going to say. It was great. I'm just, you know, terrible. I have a Blackstone, so I tend to go outside and do that. But I feel like I always put the heat too high on a Blackstone and it shrinks. It's easy to bacon. do. <laughs> it's like. Like kids. Okay. Well, there goes $9. Or I guess True. bacon now is like $38. Yeah. You're like, that's a $75 piece of bacon yeah, on your plate right go? now. But yeah. There's something to be said for baking it. Anyways, my whole point to that was you are just so good at hosting Thank you. people. I love it. It makes me, I love doing it. I loved having everybody there. I loved being able to, you know, feed everybody and see that everybody was cozy and comfortable. And we had a great time. Um, we went over a lot. We learned a lot more about each other. We got excited. Um, it was really fun. Yeah. Our theme was refinement. 2023 yeah. being the year of refinement. Our team is a little bit smaller uh, and I would say more refined. We're much more focused on our growth as a company, where we're going, where we're not going. Yep. Uh, a lot of areas where it was an obvious yes are now kind of an obvious no, yep. or there's more questions that surround the decisions that we're making. And uh, it's been a long time since I've felt the kind of clarity when it you comes too. to our business. There's you still too. scary aspects to oh. running a company and... Um, Always. You know, we're still very much in kind of a startup phase. And it was fun for our team to really understand and acclimate themselves into a company that is still very much a startup yeah. and that not not everything is figured out. You know, we're kind of writing the, the manual together. Yeah, 100%. And I think 
Uh, we've talked about this already, but in, I would say in the next three to six months, you're going to see some really cool new things yeah. from us. We've like we've found our direction, I think, that makes sense for where we go. And looking back, what I also feel a lot of peace about is that things that maybe haven't happened or haven't worked out for us, it's like, oh, that's why, right? Yeah. Everything was pointing us in the right direction. I'm so pumped. Um, and you and I, this is one thing that, I don't say we struggle with it, but for you and I are very much built to be entrepreneurs and to be in a startup phase. That does not bother us to have to create things. It does not bother me. One of the messages I sent to our team after when we were talking about one of the ideas we have is, I don't know what that is going to look like. Right. I know we're going to do that, but I can't tell you, you know, her question is like, well, what will I have to do? I'm like, I don't actually know, but we're going to figure it out together and getting our team like kind of just at least comfortable with mm -hmm. that. And um, you and I are really comfortable with that. Just saying, we'll figure it out, you know? That's just I like kind that. of the only thing we know yeah. is constantly being in the midst of something new, yeah. I feel. And it's it's easy to to get caught up in the innovation and launching things. And and what I feel we do pretty well is to look back on some of the accomplishments, big or small, that we can say, hey, we did that. Yeah. We did that. High five, right? And and that's important as well. Okay. And I, to celebrate victories, I think we've talked about that uh, in past podcasts where celebrating the victories, whether it's internally or or with your crew mm -hmm. or family or friends that have been supporting you for a very long time and to celebrate their victories is really important as well. Which those are the things that that keep you going and, and wanting to proceed to the next chapter in 100%. business. And we're very much proceeding to the next chapter yeah, so in excited. our business. And um yeah, it's been really it's been really I actually have an office now. It's like the you first do. time I have an office outside of my house. So it's at Knapp Creek Event Center, which is a venue that we are managing and working in conjunction with um with the owners there. And so I've been working on their website and revitalizing and basically redesigning the amenities guides and have this plan for non-wedding events. And so I am, I mean, you want to talk about learning everything as you go. And I will never sit here and claim to be a web designer or an SEO expert or, you know, figuring out ways to get in front of a million people. I'm not being, I'm you are not. an Believe attorney. Believe it or not. Believe yeah, it or not. You're a lawyer. You're an attorney. Sure. What else is he a doctor? I think doctor, um, Blackstone owner, yeah, uh, YouTube premium <laughs> account holder. Premium account holder. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was Capital I, One card holder. Oh, the silver card. Oh, oh Samuel Jackson. One percent cash back on most purchases. Gosh, damn. you're all those things. <laughs> you should see me when I'm buying something on Amazon for twenty three dollars. Would you like to use your rewards? <laughs> what? Yeah, I do. Please. I don't even feel those purchases anymore. My dollar twenty seven in rewards. <laughs> Put that on there. Do I want to use rewards, please? <laughs> so oh, when you said you're not, and I'm like, yeah, you are, Riley. Just add it to the resume. I'm gonna make you a T-shirt that like lists all the things you are on the front and the back. Yeah. All the things. Fake it until you make it. <laughs> you're right? not faking. You're doing it. That's the thing. You are. You are really good on the techie side of thing. I can't. I just told John and James when I walked in here. I just figured out, I get so frustrated I can't turn my flashlight on on my phone because you have to drag the corner. Shh. Anyway. And so it's, it, it's, it's a, hard it's a pain. for some people, right? And so my brother's like, just ask Siri to do it. And I was like, 
stop <laughs> with that genius right now. Just stop. Yeah. And then I ask her and she, I think for Christmas, I don't want to spoil my gift for you, but I think as I'm just thinking out loud here, what I, what I, what I believe would be a great Christmas gift for you and for Melissa is to see if like the Kirkwood campus has like a night class for like <laughs> iPhone ownership 101 that teaches you like week one could be flashlight activation. Week two could be like battery save mode or screen brightness. I'm sure they probably have a class on that. So I know that. I will, uh, cause Melissa, I mean, I cannot tell you how many times she's asking me questions. Oh, why, yeah. why is my iPhone doing this? Yeah. Calm down. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I'm like, you, this is a deep breath. You yeah. don't listen to me. No, my kids are like, close your apps. I'm like, what? I finally learned how to do that, right? <laughs> like, we have to fling it up, but see, it doesn't do what I want. That was too big of a fling for sure. Oh, you have to like low, lighter <laughs> yeah, if the fling. You really want to get fancy, you can close two apps at once if you're using your middle and index finger. Oh, but that's you know, shoot. Again, that's see, not for everybody either. Here's what Look I'm going to get Megan for her. The next Close holiday, it. this is the gift. I'm just going to get her a little keychain flashlight. <laughs> See, don't even worry about the phone. <laughs> have you really? ever, have you ever been walking around and uh, your pocket's really hot, and then you realize your flashlight's yes. been on? Yes. Why is my battery at twenty <laughs> percent? My legs no, are sweating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you burned! Like you have a burn mark on your flash because it burned you. You have to go to the burn. We've all clinic. done that. We've all done. I've that. not I because I don't know how to turn. You know, we've all kept that flashlight on, and yeah, your pocket's like, what the hell is happening here? Flames are shooting out of your pants. Yeah, um, yeah. I do. I need help. Like I don't know half. Of the Listen, stuff. technology is moving at a alarmingly fast pace. Have you guys been on Chat GD, GTP? I think it's GPT. GPT. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. What is that? It's unbelievable. What? Yeah, it's uh, it's we've scary. actually, it's helped us out with a couple of our captions. It gets the ball great. rolling. Oh, is that yeah. like AI kind of stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I'm learning how to do different prompts okay. within that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. It what else could crazy. it help you with? Well, Anything? you name I it. I mean, to you give you an it. example, we could type in, write me in Ann and Ellis podcast summary description and of and this is these are the topics that okay. Riley and Megan discussed yeah and then it'll generate like maybe three paragraphs and you got to i mean you got to clean it up but it's, you do it, yeah. it, it, it I, I always struggle with like starting to write something yeah. from scratch so i feel like it's a great give exactly. you a prompt and then you can add Fill your own in. voice okay. to that's it. exactly okay what I have used it for is just to kind of be a catalyst for like an idea starter. And then you're like, Oh, okay, now I've got a plan, but that's, but it's going to end up, it could end up getting really crazy. I forgot what they had said. They just came out with a new update and they said every time that they updated, it gets like five times more advanced. Oh, wow. it's like, it's moving at that pace. I could be wow. making the five times more advanced thing up, but I know it's a crazy amount of that advancement every real. single time they do an update. So I think regardless, to your point, for those that don't clean up the verbiage, I think it it can look pretty mm -hmm. AI-esque. Sure, right? sure. Pretty obvious. You gotta kinda put your personal spin on it, but it's 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 only going to get better. And I don't I don't know what that means for the future of of everything. I mean, I really don't. They're talking about um that being a big issue for uh, lawyers or paralegals, mm -hmm. right? Where you can do a business agreement and it's- I don't need you anymore. And it holds because, up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or website content, 
you know, social media content. I'm sure once it starts to understand what you're asking it to do, it just can kind of self acclimate at that yeah. point. What but, would make me sad, and maybe this is already happening and I'm just naive to it, is if it took over like songwriting or writing books. Like if that wasn't a human. It already there's has. A, yeah, there's a great it already my has. Life. Well, there's a great video. I think it was somebody asking Chat GPT to write a Christian song. And it's like all of the cliches are there. And it actually, I mean, it didn't, like, I don't know if you would have caught that somebody else, like, at a machine it. wrote See, it. See, that makes me, that, like, hurts my heart. Because yeah. I just think that that, I mean, and like I said, it's probably already happening and I'm oblivious. To yeah. It. I uh, I showed Asher. I, I said, I, I said, what? I'm going to make a song about you, Asher. All right. And he always, th he thinks everything is funny. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask it to make a story about uh, a little boy named Asher who always farts before he goes to bed. And so I'm like, write a story about a little boy named Asher who always farts before he goes to bed that rhymes. And sure enough, was it, doop, 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 and it's like this super funny story that rhymes. That's and, hilarious. Yeah. That's awesome. What <clears throat> really made me uncomfortable, though, is with the algorithms on Instagram, I found, because again, we and we'll talk more about this mm -hmm. on the podcast, we like the things not to do for your business is this guy who was like how to make a million dollars on the Amazon bookstore by not doing anything at all. And he was like, here's how you have AI write a kid's book. And then you upload it to the Amazon Kindle store. Okay. And you know, it's like these children's books that AI is writing. And I don't love that. Yeah. To me, that's let's jump on the bandwagon though, before like yeah, legislation. Okay, I don't it. love it, but let's do Meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, find the book Asher farts before a bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I have Use a promo code um, yeah, and podcast it. for 10% off. I have an idea. I'm afraid to say it because I'm thinking someone's going to steal it, but I've had an idea for a children's book for a long, long really? time. That um, Let's write it right now. I can get it. my well, phone can out. Can you just write it real quick and you'll find it? I actually, um, my grandma gave me that. My grandma, who passed away years ago, was hilarious. I wish you could have met her. Like, she was yeah. not your typical grandma. Smoked, bright red lipstick, wore Chanel number no. five, swore like a sailor. Just <laughs> so far, sounds like my grandma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like my grandma was, yeah, she was an incredible woman, business owner, entrepreneur. She would always tell us these stories. And she's like, one day you need to make this in a book about the super fart family. So the super fart family, they're invisible. Okay. Can't see them, but you can smell them. Okay. They <laughs> live on um, Diarrhea Drive, <laughs> Constipation Court. I'm in so far. And it was attention. just about their life. Like they went around and just did stuff. I was going to say they did shit, but that even, I mean, there you go. You should write that book. But the super farts, thank they you. Did shit. You should write that book. The super fart family. And she would just tell funny stories about the super farts. I'm going to be honest with you. I hate how hard I laugh as a 38 year old man at fart jokes oh, still. I talk about funny. farting all it's, the time. It's never not funny. The pull your finger with the kid. It's never not funny. I talk oh, about like farts gosh. and poop and yeah. So we're all like. My my well, favorite both. thing with my daughter right now is if I fart and it's like super loud, there's like a five second silence. And then she looks over <laughs> and goes, daddy, did you fart? Like, <laughs> like, no. Obviously, yes. But no, like, I didn't. No. What? My kids fart all the time. All yeah. the time. They eat a lot of like fruits and vegetables. It's usually, yeah. Maybe that's it. My daughter, she goes hard with the farting for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it funny how like a girl, yeah. like she like just doesn't care. She doesn't care. Isla doesn't Don't let, shit. don't make her embarrassed. I mean, maybe you want her to be a slightly embarrassed so she, she doesn't is, like she do is, it at prom, but. She whatever. is, so, I mean, you talk about a little girl who beats to her own drum. I and, love both oh of your kids, God. but I, I see a little bit of myself in Isla. Like she just kind of. She loves you. 
I've said that a million times. It's just, and they're just so, your children are just genuinely sweet, thoughtful children. They're not like, just, you know, I love your kids. That's all Melissa. That's all Melissa. That is true. That's obvious. No, I'm kidding. Asher started jujitsu about a month, maybe a month ago. I think he's only on like his fifth or sixth class, but it is, I cannot tell you how great it's been for him in just this short amount of time. Yeah. And his he, confidence has grown. He likes it. Okay. And he's, I mean, the last two classes, it's every Monday and Thursday. His quest is to get a black belt. Okay. And so I've, I've, I've gone through with him like, Hey man, here's the different colors of the belts. Here's what coaches are looking for. Uh, I did my own YouTube research Search. and Google research on what coaches look for and your discipline and your commitment and being able to listen. And Asher is, he is, he is so coachable. Okay. He loves to be in an environment when somebody is challenging him to do something. Okay. He'll um, listen and he loves being a part of the team. And so jujitsu, at least the class that he's in, they have, uh, they average, I think probably eight to 12 kids per class. Okay. There's four coaches each class. So wow. it's so one-on-one. Yeah. It's very clinical, that. but they don't, they don't take any shit either. Like if those kids are not listening up oh, back on the line, you know, like they're, they're incredible. It's they're about, absolutely well, that, incredible. Tipping point jujitsu. Shout out to you guys. You're incredible. It's about, there's a lot of, so I was in Taekwondo. I hold a yellow belt, which is like the second belt. So let's hey. get crazy. But I, you know, Nope, that was the wrong one. No, I, that was fine. That was the one I was looking for. Yeah. Yellow belt. A yellow belt's pretty much the belt you get when you walk. That is a huge audience we got here in the studio. <laughs> like Wheel of Fortune that I watch every night with Melissa, by the way. That's a whole nother topic. We got to yeah, get you we're, on. We're a, coming back to that one. Yeah. We're my, coming in hot today. My daughter and go. husband are Wheel of Fortune. Like it's Bring it. so frustrating to watch with them because like a, an A comes up and there's 25 letters and they're like that. I'm like. Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. How the hell did that, you? No, that's them. Is that you? You like that? I mean, I don't want to brag by any means, but, yes. but could I hold my own against the best of them? Could you? Probably. Run over Pat, say Jack. He doesn't, does he even do it anymore? Oh yeah. Him and Vanna are okay, still going still strong. Going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You think they ever hooked up? No, this, no, we were talking 100%. about yellow belts. Sorry. Okay, so, okay, I'm, we'll I'm taking, I, yeah, I'm taking it. I'm yeah. sorry. But yes, to answer that so question. You hold yes. a yellow belt, which is I the hold, second one. I, it's the second one. My cousins um, are all black belts in Taekwondo and Jeez. taught it. Yeah. And so what I remember from that, um, is it's a lot of about respect mm -hmm. and um, self-awareness. And do they have to do form? So what we had to do to, to elevate to the next belt was learn different formations um, and memorize them and mm -hmm. come in and do that. And then also like, you know, certain ones you had to break boards. I've done that. So. Jeez. Um, wow. Yeah. So, but is that, do they, is that, is that jujitsu where you have to learn formations and things like that or no? Jujitsu is all about submissions. Okay. So your choke hold, your arm bar, okay. triangle choke, all these things. And I am not a jujitsu expert by any means. You, you you walk into that gym and all their coaches are black belts. They got a couple associate coaches that I think are brown or blue belts. It's like the second. There's so many belts. Yeah. And there's like yeah. even over black. There's like. But just 
badasses too. And there's there's a handful of little girls that are rocking Asher's Absolutely. world, and it's it's so great to see. It's like, yeah, bro, that's not your sister. Like, she will whoop your ass, and she and it's it's <laughs> they go hard for that hour of class. They go hard. He's just and he's a just sweaty and exhausted, but he, he, but he, he loves it. it. Yeah. I love, that's the thing. When you see your kids love something and really enjoy something, there's nothing better as a parent. Last thing I'll say before we talk about Pat and Vanna was um, <laughs> show choir. It's show choir for me and my kids. I get it. So I, get I it. made Riley watch the uh, Linmar 10th street. So Linmar high school in Marion, Iowa won the national show choir competition it was incredible. Uh, I got to go and see them perform at the Grand Ole Opry, and I made Riley watch. I've made you watch it a couple. Times. I enjoyed it. It was mind blowing to you that those are high schoolers. Yeah, and the level of their own production and execution and choreography and their voice and their talent and just unreal. It's it is real. Linmar, you guys are on another another freaking level. level. The directors, um, my God, Trent Bugglewitz, uh, his wife Lexi. Uh, is the choreographer one of them? I mean, it's just incredible. We're having a party for them at Ashton Hill on Saturday, so I'll be there uh, trying to hold everybody down. But try to be like an honorary member of I know I'm the like, show choir. I, <laughs> I always tell Jack, I'm like, I know the I know the routine, I know the songs. If you need somebody, and they're like, he's like, no. But you went into detail regarding their practices yeah. and rehearsal and when they start. See, that's that's where I start to geek out a little bit is I look at a final product and can appreciate it. It's but what I appreciate the most is the back end, like the rehearsals and the practice and the commitment and the discipline. I just, I love mm-hmm. anybody or a group of people that dedicate themselves to something. Does that yes. make sense? And like whatever it's, it is. it's what they do, right? Yep. Like this is like Cirque du Soleil you know, their whole motto is the show is the easy part. Like we've practiced and we've rehearsed so much that it's essentially second nature that now's not the time to get nervous. You should be able to do this shit in your sleep. Right. I I love it. They've practiced so much to be that good at anything, right? Where you have mastered it, I think is, yeah, is just super cool. Super cool. So like uh, Pat Sajak, he's mastered standing behind the wheel. I think he averages, yep. I, I looked up their salary and they've been, they've been grinding for a long time, figuratively speaking. I don't know if literally <laughs> they've hooked up, but they, they had to have, right? I mean, for I, there's no way that they couldn't have. And I don't think we should talk about it. I, uh, we got to stay on the straight and narrow here, but there's no way that they haven't hooked up. I mean, you get the one night when the contestants are gone and she's looking cute up there by the letters hey, and he's hey, just like, you want to spin the wheel? <laughs> Come on Pat, over. are you saying what I think you're saying? Come on, don't let me go bankrupt, man. <laughs> you want to win that trip? That's their code. Hey, you want to spin the wheel after? Yeah. That? Trip to Sajak Town? Yeah. Can I get a... Never mind. I oh, I was, I was going to... I was going to be like, can I get an A for... <laughs> oh, my mom, can, can I get a D? <laughs> That's where my mind went. <laughs> a piece of that A is where I was going to go, and then I bailed oh, on it, and then I, so apparently I'm coming back. should not have. That was a great it's, a gr- it's such a great show. I think it's been on since the 80s. It's been on a really long time. Now I'll never watch it the same. So thanks a lot. It's crazy too, because you think that now again, this is really easy for anybody to say that has not been on the show. It's I'm sure completely different when, you know, the cameras are on you and you've got the production lights, you know, even people that have never done a podcast before to see the lights and the camera, it's hard to 
kind of remove yourself from it takes a the minute. production that's around yeah. you. But I can't imagine a game show that they edit that show because you can always tell where there's edits and stuff yeah. to make sure that they can fit within the 30 minute recording parameter. But I'm sure it's completely different to yeah. to be in the moment, yeah. still trying to actually figure out the puzzle while you've got all the distractions and you've got a crowd of probably what? one, two, three hundred people I would have watching to you any game show. Yeah. I think you would just like, I could tell my, my brain would go blank. You know, yeah. um, we were my Ashton, who's very good at Will of fortune also really likes family feud. Okay. So she loves that. And sometimes the people, the answers they give them like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever, but it's like, again, your brain is probably, I wonder if some of that, do you think, do you think some of that's scripted? Like really dumb answers. Do you think some of that's scripted? Like how or are people just really dumb? I don't well, know. To your point, again, the answers that some people have given are so ridiculous. Dumb. Yeah. And so either A, they're trying to be funny, but they're costing themselves a lot of Maybe. money. Like what the well, hell is the point? It's, it's kind of like what uh, Jay Leno used to do where he'd walk around on the street and be like, who's the current president? Yeah, Jay walking. Oh, right? we yeah. don't know. I'm like how? There's no way you don't know who the president is, but. Yeah. Maybe. I have met people that <laughs> might not know that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't, you're right. Sometimes it, it might just be for I don't fact. think the president knows who's the president. <laughs> just kidding. Uh-oh. That's going to go. Yeah. We're going to divide the audience in half. Let's go. And moving Let's on. Let's go. No, kidding. We're not trying to be that dividing. Sometimes we are. Sometimes, like today, we want to talk about, I I don't think the topic is going to divide anybody. And I, we always preface all of our topics with, this is our opinion and it's not the hard and fast rule. And we don't think... You know, this is the only way, but this topic came up, I think, a lot for us today because some of these things have like been happening to us or um, we've had to deal with these things or it's things that we actually like have to talk ourselves through. And we're like, we should really share this because I think it's helpful, I I hope, and and not dividing. You know, I'm not trying to be that way. I think it's a lot of the things that we talk about uh within our team in regards to just doing things the right way yeah. to the best of our ability. Yeah. You know, and so. trying to grow a business organically today is it's not easy. It takes a long time. And when you are immersed in the world of social media and artificial intelligence that writes stuff for you, I think you can use those as tools yeah, absolutely. But should it be the baseline of everything that you do? I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So I think there are five things that we came up with in conversation. You need to stop doing if you're a business owner. Yeah. I mean, you need to stop it right now. Pump the brakes. Um, And I think you'll, you'll be better for it. Right. So, uh, and I'm looking at my phone just because I can't remember anything. I did a post. You'll see a post on social media for me. Uh, I couldn't remember what day it was either. So. That's why I have to read all this. Before we get into this, Iowa hoodie. Go Hawks. Ladies. Yeah. Great season. I just felt Fan-tastic. so proud to walk through Iowa City today. I did. Uh, man, man, it was they cool. were How fun were the girls? How fun were they to watch? They were. Seriously. So second game against South Carolina, I couldn't. I kept turning it on and off because I was nervous. And Ashton, my daughter, and I were texting, and she was telling me how we were doing. Second game, I was working. I was... Um, Meeting with some new one. clients, yeah, and so I, I couldn't game. watch it, and then I was sad. So, but um, man, I just proud of them, and and just everything they did was, and the way they handled themselves, and all of it was Caitlin super Clark. Cool. She is, she is. That is, that's all we have Talk to about say. Is top she is. performer. Yeah, and human. Like, just seems like a really 
Unbelievable. Cool lady. Unbelievable. Anyways. Love it. So go Hawks. Love Iowa. Um, uh, Five things you need to stop doing as a business owner. You need to stop posting negative comments about other businesses on social media. Um, This is something I recently dealt with. (laughs) Yes, you did. And someone... You don't even know. I don't know. And I can't wait. I'm going to tell you. So a person sent a message through social media to another business owner about me, not me personally, but my business. Okay. Thinking there'd be no way I would ever find out. And the comment was basically, I'm not going to say what it was verbatim, but I would love to crush them and see them fall off as being the top wedding venue in the area. Mm. And, um, they put and that per that business owner, you know, I I was given access to that message. I saw it from this human. I don't even know. Um, I don't even know Jeez. her at all. So that she was like, I would love to. What was I crush them or something? Yeah, I mean, it was really aggressive. Would love to see this yeah. venue be crushed from Their blah top blah blah. Spot. Yeah, Why? And, and this individual is still active. In the industry, oh, to yeah. me, it was just, it was so short-sighted. It was very emotional. And what people say about whether it's your venue or our business or about me as a DJ or even me as a person or you as a person, it's their right to say whatever the hell you want to say. Feel however you want to feel. If you're going to be vocal about your opinions on social media toward another business, whether it's in your industry or not, I would say specifically in your industry, man, that is such a ballsy move. And I don't know where it gets you. Where does it get you? It doesn't get you anything. And the thing I think about it is what I see a lot of is, I mean, I don't see a lot of that, right? I mean, that was just really ugly and and gross. Um, I see a lot of people, but even just kind of pointing out the negatives about a business, like, oh, they don't, right. Don't, don't even waste your time. Like, don't put your energy into that as a business owner, number one. If you're putting energy into critiquing other businesses to make you look better, like stop, stop doing that and stop putting negative things out there. And I truly feel that negative energy fuels negative results. So I think that somebody who's putting negative things out into the world is going to get negativity back. And I don't think that you want that. I think some people think they're they're like doing a service. It's like, no, you're, you're doing that because for some reason you feel like being negative is going to build you up and it's just a bad, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it comes from individuals who clearly haven't been in the business very long, nor will they be in the business very long speaking negatively, regardless of anything being warranted or not. It's just, you've got to really pick and choose your battles. And I think even, even from a, a tour perspective for venues or DJ consultations, I'm very honest and upfront with couples that decide to tour like, hey, you and I both know that there's a lot of options Mm -hmm. out there. In 2023, the options have never been um, more apparent, but it can also be really overwhelming. And so my job for clients is to just try to educate them. Here's what what I love about this venue that we're going to be touring, right? And here's a lot of the things that I think... um, where where value is reflected or where your guest experience will really uh, be able to be capitalized on, or, you know, just the list goes on and on. It's not a narrative of, well, thank God you found us. Yeah. We're better you know, than all, them. all other venues are no. terrible, right? Like this is wrong and that is wrong and this is wrong. And that's incredibly short-sighted as well. Right. And it's a lot of 
added energy that needs to go into a conversation that just hundred <laughs> percent yeah. are it, wasting but, yeah. energy being negative. I do the same thing. I might say we have this at our venue and this is why this is in my opinion, the best way to do it. So, and I always say, you know, if you're looking at other venues, ask these questions, look for these things. I did it this way. Cause this is why I think it's the best. I'm trying to educate them. I'm not saying if someone doesn't do it that way, maybe they have a, a different way of looking at it, but um, people waste a lot of time putting negative, um, negative energy out there against yeah. other businesses. If you're a business owner, I see it all the time. It just, it's, it's a waste of time yeah. in my mind. And it can be hurtful. I was, yeah. I was hurt for like two seconds. I had two second moment of like, my thought was, I don't even know this person. Like, why would they? And then I was like, no, 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 stop. Get out of your head, sis. Like, it's not, not you, it's them. All they would have had to have done was take two minutes and do a little bit of research. And they would have known that that message was getting to you I directly. Message. Yeah, I saw that message. <laughs> I felt embarrassed for the oh, person. 100%. Oh, man, that's How embarrassing. Like, I, yeah. Can I defend the comment for a second? Sure. I'm going to come over there and <laughs> choke you out. No, no, no I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm, uh, no, I'm not going to defend it at all. But my thought was like, I think I've done similar things to, to that in my head mm -hmm. as a business owner of like, I want to be the go-to. Sure, of yes, course. 100%. But I think have. like in the first year, you start to realize like other videographers' success is my success. So like if I were to get into the wedding venue industry, I would make friends with other wedding videos because there's only so many you can book. And if you can Absolutely. have like a back and forth relationship with another venue. So to me, it, it sort of evolved from, I'm going to crush this <laughs> person to like, how, dude, how can we, uh, the focus is people getting married, making memories. Like, let's not, Make it Absolutely. Let's not make it about the venue and the yeah. competition. Let's right. make it about an experience of like, hey, we're booked. You should go try Ashton Hill or like, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. agree. I know what That's you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. I agree. I, agree. I, I think the wedding industry is very competitive, mm -hmm. and the real estate industry is very. Mm -hmm. I mean, there there is a lot of industries that are competitive, but with the wedding industry, I think. If you run your business in a way that is very authentic and organic and you're controlling the things that you're able to control, whether that means you, know, you have a really good looking website, you've got a really good amenities guide, you've got a really great tour experience, um, you're treating every single client with a ton of respect and you're not overbooking, you're not overextending yourself and you're able to control and curate the experiences to the best of your ability. It might take some time, but you're going to attract your audience. Same thing with this podcast. This podcast is not for everybody. This mm -hmm. podcast isn't getting a million views yet, but we know that if we continue being who we are and not letting our ego get in the way of, why aren't we have more viewers and we need more of this and we need more. We, we know if we continue being true to who we are and the things that we're talking about, you're going to attract a really great audience that Absolutely. we're going to love, you know, yeah. and, and we create, and that's to me where that culture is created. It's not forcing it and trying to outdo the algorithms and trying to get all of this exposure overnight. I love the uphill battle mm -hmm. that comes. I don't look at it as a battle, I guess, but just the uphill journey that it takes to break into an industry. I mean, the podcast industry, it's really oversaturated. Some would say the venue industry is really oversaturated. Yeah. The I and mean, there's a lot of sectors of the wedding industry that is just plain oversaturated. So you don't overcome that saturation by being an asshole to other people. No, by putting that energy out. You, and, and John, I appreciate your, agree with everything you said. I appreciate your honesty about that because I think, 
you know, out of fear maybe or whatever it comes from internally, like in business, maybe our minds have all, and I know I've gone to this in my head too, like you want to either like align with another business, like we're going to crush that person, right? Or we're going to do this. And it's like, what, and I guess what we're trying to say here too is instead of having that mindset, we all go there at times. That's natural. That's just a human tendency. But to say, no, instead, let's like flip that into a positive way. 100%. Yeah, but you're not, everybody goes there. Yeah. Everybody goes there. Well, and you can almost take it weirdly as a compliment too. Because obviously they're seeing what you're doing and it's a tremendous success. So I don't know. It's, I would never do that. I was just (laughs) real. Like I've, you know, there's one thing where you taught, you have a private conversation where you're like, Hey, maybe this is a goal of like getting to that level, but you just, you never, dude, you just never. It's a very emotional response to put something in cyberspace to sound like a boomer (laughs) right (laughs) that lasts forever i mean that message is there i mean that's that's what was said right and i mean again it's just it's short-term emotional thinking that you scorch bridges at that point don't do that play the long game don't do that that's one thing you need to stop doing if you're doing that stop it right now focus your energy on the things your energy toward positivity. positivity okay here's another one i wish i i still have to remind my this myself of this Stop ignoring your gut instincts mm. when it comes to business transactions, employees, um, clients. If you get a gut feeling that this isn't something isn't right, this isn't the right fit for you, that you know, if it and most people ignore it when it comes to finances and they need income. Yep. And they'll take that client, they'll take that job. Um, they need or they need help. They'll keep that employee on if something isn't feeling quite right do not ignore that every time i've kind of pushed that aside i've later regretted it so yeah. don't ignore that gut feeling you know if you something feels wrong um from the get-go i think our bodies are so in tune to what you know is good for us and what isn't for sure you know those that are really really passionate about the things that they're doing in their career tend to, I don't want to say get taken advantage of, but they say yes mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And even in their gut, it's like, ah, I probably, I mean, I've been doing this long enough. I, there's probably not a lot of impact that's going to come of this or, you know, there's not a lot of benefit and, and this is going to take up a lot of my time, but you see the potential in whatever this business transaction could look like. And you kind of falsify your gut instinct mm-hmm. when, when it's like, you can't, you can't outrun that gut instinct. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time before that gut instinct comes to the surface and is like, when are you going to tap out? Like yeah. we're wasting time, wasting money, race, wasting resources. 100%. Like it's only a matter of time, it's, man. And like, it's usually you, that this? first, like in a new opportunity, hiring a new employee, a new project. It's usually that first feeling that you have if that feels like that's they're like, well, what is, I don't know how to even trust myself. It's that first yep. sense of intuition. And I'm really good at then talking myself out of that or putting a positive spin on stuff. I was like, nope, that first feeling you had yes. or the first time you feel that maybe you're halfway through a project or working with an employee that mm-hmm. you've had for years. And that first time you feel that, uh, you know, 
you use that should tell you something to yeah. end a relationship to get out of something. People ignore it. I do. I ignore it too much. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm at a point, and and I know I I speak for you and and collectively as a team with Anna Ellis, is that I'm not interested in working for somebody. I'm interested in working with mm-hmm. somebody. One hundred percent having mutual benefit together, yeah. and the work that we collectively put in is of benefit to everybody that is involved, not just these simple business transactions, because then you, you start to build this dynamic of, you know, expectations and, you know, there's always going to be expectations. That's what I'm saying, but Mm -hmm. the culture and our mindset and the mission that we have is, and has always will be, will always be team focused. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another kind of side piece to this, and I just sent you a podcast about this, Mm -hmm is setting up boundaries for yourself as a human and as a business owner. And the minute those are violated, that relationship needs to end. That um, employment of that person needs to end. And so a couple of things that we've set as boundaries is one is a positive relationship. Mm -hmm. We can have disagreements with people we work with. We can have differing opinions. But if you are talking to us in a way that's disrespectful or being rude or being like emotional in a negative way, we're out. Agreed. We don't talk to each other that way. I mean, we don't um, talk to our team that way. We don't talk. I'm out. I don't have time for negative energy. Um, There's other things that you can set up as boundaries. Um, I mean, some that are really just fundamentally almost kind of simplistic, but finances. Someone's not paying you, you know? (laughs) You need to end that relationship, yeah, you know, where sure. somebody's not showing up for work on time or not like doing piece of this topic, you know, set a boundary. If that is something that's, you know, then end it. Yeah. And um, we're getting better at that too. Yeah. And and I would say don't uh, slack on your own self audit, right? You know, if you're hiring poor employees after two or three months, is it your onboarding process? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the interview process? Are you letting them jump in too early? Because uh, it could very much be a you problem. Sure. It's not always on the other person by any means. It could very much, did I did I set up a false narrative? Did I set up false expectations? Did I overpromise and underdeliver, Or am I overextending the parameters of our agreement and it was up to me, you know, there, there's a lot of things that you have to take accountability for. Absolutely. And that's not easy. Self-accountability hurts a lot. I've been there, done that. Uh, I've been very open about some of the negative distractions in my life. Um, like, like alcohol, you know, Mm -hmm. I had to take a real hard look at myself with the help of Melissa and even my kids to, to not deny when there's an issue. It's really easy to blame other people. It's really easy not to take accountability. And leave negative comments or say this thing sucks or this thing sucks or you guys are bad. It's like, slow down. That's where the Buddhist comes out. And me is live in the moment, yeah. be in the moment, which is really hard and, and have self-reflection of, is it a you problem? Yeah. What if it's, that's the hardest thing is holding up the mirror and be like, maybe I suck a little bit in this part. I and mean, then that is super hard, yeah. but it yeah. is uh, becoming self-aware and you're absolutely right. So if you have can have some boundaries for yourself that you know you uphold on mm-hmm. your end and you don't let people violate on the other side, then, I mean, that's great for business too. I think people forget that in business sometimes. You know, we think that business is supposed to be cutthroat and 
this and that. I'm like, mm. It's just not the way we operate. It's not the way we do know. it, I Life guess. is short. I feel like you can live a really great life and try to be as happy as you can and find that inner peace and fulfillment and balance and still have a great life. Yeah. I Who I am in business and I know who you are is not different than who I am right. as a person. It's an extension of who I am, which is positive and happy yeah. and fun. Agreed. And um, we get work done and we have professionalism, but it's not, I'm not, oh, I'm going to over here. And then, no. right. and I don't right. think in the long term that works anyway. Okay. So don't ignore your gut instincts, people, and set up some, and don't let by, uh, boundaries be violated. That was like, that's a bonus. I said this five things, but you just, you're going to get six because that was a bonus. Here's the big one. Oh man, this one's interesting. Um, stop basing your success on the number of followers that you have. Agreed. Stop. Agreed. It's not a, a, a real measure of success. For some people that have built a following organically and they have a million followers, that is amazing and they deserve every follower they have and they've worked their ass off for that. Yep. I know that, right? Yep. I know that to be true. So good for them and they, they're successful and they've proven it, right? But some people get hung up on the fact that the number of followers is a determination of success. And some of you guys can talk, speak better about this because we're learning this, navigating this, you know, podcasting and being present on social media. Some There's some things that trigger the ability for growth or sure. new opportunities based on your followers, right? Sure. You know, yeah, what we can 100%. monetize and all that stuff, right? So that's probably where a lot of that comes from, but your success isn't really based off that number. So yeah. yeah, no, agree. And don't get me wrong. There are times where I look at my Instagram account. How many times have I sent you screenshots of these random followers oh, that, yeah. that I yeah. think, by the way, are all bots. If you look at some of my followers and even Anna and Ellis followers, a lot of them are bots. I have no idea where they come from. We've never paid for followers mm -mm, ever. Mm -mm. It would be really great if Instagram could cleanse their platform for sure of these bots. Um, I don't know if it has something to do with hashtags. I mean, do you know, do you remember how like the plethora of followers we would yeah, get? 100%. Well, I think, I think they cater to whatever you post. So to give you an example, uh, we do posting all the time for various accounts and else being one of sure. them. Uh, I made this video. Uh, do you know who Bobby Thompson is? Oh yeah. 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 So he cuts my hair. Love the guy. We do a ton of stuff together. I took my electric skateboard down and he was like, dude, I want to try it. So I take a video clip of him. I yep. post it on Instagram and I just caption it. My barber is cooler than yours. <laughs> 42,000 views. It's the most popular video I have ever posted on Instagram. Got to get Bobby in more of your videos. Yeah. yeah. And but I've posted videos of him before, like doing charity work, yeah, you know, like yeah. like stuff that matters, real real things, <laughs> real <Yeah>. things. <laughs> and I just and you know, James and I were talking. James, everybody remembers him from the previous episodes. But uh, anyways, uh, we were talking about it, and it's like that's what Instagram knows people will watch yeah. is when it's like my blah 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 is cooler than your blah 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 or whatever. Okay, and so it. It, it you take a look at it so it's it's followers yes but it's like okay i don't want to make that content all the time right and so i think that you can start shifting 
towards making content that you wouldn't have normally made right. before. Right. And yeah. so you start to change your voice to yeah. what people think are going to click on. And I think that's, that's been a real issue for, for me is like, dude, I just want to make what I want to make and find an organic following that way. I don't want to. It's, al it's also weird with the algorithms because there's a clip of this podcast where I'm talking to you about that bridesmaid who asked me if oh. I was actually married because her mom was divorced. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's been up on, on Instagram for at least two weeks. And over the last day or two, just getting blown up with yeah. random people liking it. So it's almost like there's this weird delay in some cases, mm -hmm. but to your point, Megan, not growing. What am I trying to say? Growing slowly and organically to form your audience is it, it's not a, it's not like a sexy or attractive way of doing things, but to us, that's the fun part. Yeah. And you see people that have done it really, really well. Happily Evans after we did their vow renewal. Yeah. And they have 250 some thousand followers, but they are legit people yeah. who really yeah. engage and love it's what they're doing. That is, that's, that to me is the true definition of yes. a social media account that turned into a brand and whether you want to call them social media influencers or not. I mean, they're obviously influencing people to empower themselves to think about adoption and, you know, the struggles of infertility and, you know, so having some vulnerability yeah. and I think mm -hmm. we continue to be very vulnerable in a lot of the things that we do. But when I look at certain accounts and I see a huge follower, follower number, following number, right. Good for them. But what sort of engagement is coming right. along with that? But again, I'll be the first one to tell you, I get followed. I have no idea. And most of them, I don't really ever dive too deep into the profiles that are well, following, but sure. it's like, it's, it is a weird thing with bots. On I think media it's too. a difference yeah. between those people finding you right. than paying for followers. Cause that's a thing, right? People do that. People will buy followers and you'll see their count, you know, right. be really, really high, but very few like likes and engagements. And I just don't, I don't understand why people feel the need to do that. I guess I think that um, that's maybe a little bit of ego or a little bit of fear that that will make you better. And it's, we, I don't have, I don't even know. I have like no followers because I don't even hardly, I'm, I'm getting better about being on social media. Like you said, John, I'm going to post, I'm not good at posting. We have this conversation a lot, but I'm going to post what I want to post and it's yeah. not going to be great. And um, it's going to be me and be authentic. And if I have a thousand followers, great. And if I have, you know, a million, that's great too, but it doesn't determine my success. So I think people just need to stop, are, stop feeling that that makes them successful or not, or, or kind of using it as a front. I, I, don't know. I agree. Are you having fun? Yes. Right. That to me is the most important thing yeah. about anything you're putting out on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or doing a podcast, the content you're putting out, are you having fun mm -hmm. doing that? If you're treating it as like, Oh God, I got to put out a post. What am I going to talk about today? Yeah. We always come up with struggles that are, you know, trying to be, we have our own struggles with trying to stay creative. Obviously I think everybody has that, but it should be fun. I think, it, it and, and, and you do a great job of, you know, the things that you're, when you're at a, animal shelter. Yeah. Right. And you know, it's like, that's, but that's who you are. Yeah. I'm just right? going to yeah. start, you know, we've been talking about, um, 
getting people have asked to see more of, of us and behind the scenes yeah. in our lives. And I'm like, okay, I've struggled with, you know, how do I do it? And I'm like, I'm just going to literally post the things I do and the videos are not going to be great. We even just talked this morning, Mike, did I, did I do a reel? Was that a reel? Like, and you're like, yep, that's, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, but to me, then that's the way to do it. And, uh, and I'm not paying for followers. And yeah. So let me ask you a weird question. So when I get people I don't know that want, like that have followed me or want me to follow them, is that a bot? Mm, not necessarily. No. Okay. You'll know. You'll know if they're bots or not. A lot of times they have <laughs> like an insane amount of letters and numbers. Yeah, and then they'll, they'll usually have gibberish. like fifteen followers. It's like a really okay. low number, but then they've only posted two, three, four times. Um, and I have a lot of those on my okay. account. Again, I, I I'm assuming they're finding. I I, I really don't. If no. it's maybe the hashtags that you use and you yeah. fall here, here's what I've read. I could be completely wrong, but this is what I've read on Reddit and a few other places is that when you, some accounts can pick up your hashtags and promote it unassumingly. Okay. And then you get a bunch of followers and then you'll get a direct message that says, Hey, I just posted your reel or whatever, mm. or, you know, look at all the followers I gave you. Do you want to for X oh, number of dollars? Gotcha. I, I don't, I don't know how it works. I know it's super cheap to buy followers. But I think Instagram, I think looks, they're cracking down on that. And, and they look at it's down. a huge no, no, right? Yeah, because they, they, they're looking at their algorithms will pick up on everything. So they're going to say, oh, like, little, what is this account yeah. doing? And you can, I mean, there's accounts out there where you click on it and it's like, wow, this person has 230,000 followers. That is amazing. And then you click on a post and it's like 40 people liked it. And you're like, like wait yeah. a second, mm-hmm. something doesn't. They look like the reels I put out. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> Nobody even likes. likes this stuff. I did get a request from a guy though that said, um, a Nigerian you, prince. Well, he, no, he didn't want money from me. He wanted to give me money, John. He said, Would you like a sugar daddy? All you have to do is oh. talk to me from time to time and I'll send you money. And I was like, Yes, I do. Yes. And that is, is that, how we're financing the podcast. Oh my God. So thank you. I did, <laughs> thank you. I did not say, I was like, oh For a second, gosh. though, I was like, You just want to talk to me and yeah. you're going to send me money? Sure. I mean, think that's what he wanted. So this podcast is sponsored by Dwayne. Thank you, <laughs> Dwayne. Thanks, Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne from Nebraska. Yes, we appreciate you, man. Thank Thanks, you for Dwayne. supporting Thanks us for being my sugar daddy. And remember, it's uh, you've got twenty minutes. You got a conversation with him, so yeah. <laughs> talk fast, Make sure. Dwayne. Got two minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know, but I was like, "Ooh, that's how naive I am." That's how like, it all starts. Oh, yeah, that's how it all starts. I was like, "Okay, don't." So also, do not. Take uh, money from Dwayne. That's another thing. Stop taking money from Dwayne on your... Uh... And don't send him pictures of your feet if he asks. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, it's well, I mean, if the price have, is right. It's tempting to have big a big follower account and it's... I get it. I get it. looks cool, but... Uh, it's it, just kind of Then you start gross. posting stuff and like you said, John, you've got 17 yeah. likes, which is normally what I get on most of the stuff I post, but it's like yeah. audience is going to find me eventually. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Well, last thing I'll say... That's really helped me is if I look at all my client base, most of them have all been referral based and people check my social media to make sure that I'm like, they almost use it as like looking at my portfolio. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we don't have a ton of followers, but we post stuff because we know people are going to check to see if we're legitimate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To your point, I think if you're a photographer or a cinematographer, you use your social media as your portfolio, your ongoing portfolio, you know, for sure. A lot of DJs are doing that too. You know, Nathan Cabot does a great job of, I think setting up his phone kind of unassumingly at these events and we'll do like, Hey, check me out 
mixing this song into this using this kind of wordplay. And that is a great way to have your potential clients or your current clients kind of getting excited about seeing your style yeah. and kind of your swagger. So yeah, he's doing his thing. That's smart. Sure. He's fantastic. Yes. Okay. Here's another one. This is important, especially for creatives, which we both, well, I think we all probably sitting in this room fall into that category. You need to stop talking about it and take action or stop talking about doing something and just do it. Just do it. There's so much talk with creatives. There's so much brainstorming, which we love. But every time we brainstorm and that's like a fun afternoon, then the next meeting is what's the action? Who's doing what? When is this going to be done? How are we doing this? If you want anything, if you want it bad enough, you'll take action. If you don't take action, then check yourself. You may not want it, you know, so stop talking about it. Do yeah. It. And then you start becoming the idea person. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of all you're doing is mm -hmm. brainstorming. You know, we have brainstorming sessions. We have a lot of strategy meetings. So a lot of the takeaways from our meetings are action items. Yeah. They're not, wouldn't it be cool if dot, dot, dot. And then we sit in a room for four hours and talk about how cool things would be in a made up utopian business model. It's no, these are the things that we're going to do. And here's deadlines. And there's a lot of really cool new ideas that form from those conversations. But if you're not putting action items, if you're not putting deadlines, again, it all kind of comes back to accountability. Sure. And first starting out, I was nothing but the idea guy, right? I'm like, oh, it'd be cool this and this and this and this. And then again, you check yourself. Okay. The things that I've said that I'm going to do, or I've told a lot of people that I want to do these things, have I done them? Am I showing mm -hmm. outward effort to those around me that I'm starting to become more of an asset versus just a liability and all I'm known for is ideas. So even if you're putting those things into action and you fail 99% of the time, good enough for me. Well, that's just it. I think people get it twisted where they think, well, I did and nothing happened. I did put in, I did try you know, action and nothing worked. So I need, yeah. Yeah, it's all part of it. <laughs> right? Like, yep, that's how it typically goes. So, you know, just go back to the drawing board and, but every time you have an idea, get to a point where they're, you know, sooner rather than later, there's action. Um, that's exactly what we do is then we, we, I love a good brainstorm session yeah. and I know you do too, but we always, the last meeting we had then was putting into action. John, I wish you would have been there. I was so excited. We're listing out like who's going to do what I rolled across the floor in my chair and I was so excited. I, I was going over to write something and I crashed hard into the whiteboard. Like I almost hurt myself. Oh my gosh. Can't take her anywhere. <laughs> I was like, let me write this down. Oh I my pushed gosh. myself and Riley was like. Are we have to okay? put damage deposits down on every conference room we rent out for four hours. I was so pumped up about taking action that I slammed in hard. And Coming in hot. Yeah. Coming in hot. 2023. Look helmet. out. Yeah. That helmet over there. I need to put that on. But um, yep. that's, you know, that's the kind of energy you have to bring to the action part too, yeah. is not the ideas feel really exciting. The work's hard. The work's the not fun part typically, right? Um, or the part that takes your time, takes your money, takes your resources, but you got to stop just yeah. the talking part, yeah. right? It's, it's hard. And that's why, mm -hmm. again, what, what is that quote? Um, you're going to, you, you never, what, what is it? You, you tend to not receive, I'm butchering it left and right here. You don't receive negativity from those doing more than you, right? Mm -hmm. They don't mm. care. 
They're busy, right? I mean, they're busy. Yeah, it's like, because they understand the effort and work that they've been putting in Mm -hmm. and they see that in you. The last thing they're going to do is critique and judge or provide negativity. Mm -hmm. It's like, they they know. It's like running venues. I mean, that's really hard. It's like, it's all good. You want to open up venues. I know how hard it is. Yeah, I'm not going to. More power to you. Have fun. Shit is hard, man. Being a DJ and weddings and working weekends and day of coordination and venue management. It's like, hey, man, anybody wants to start a business, great. Go for it. But sustainability is real Mm -hmm. and it's hard. And if you're showing sustainability, I'm going to do nothing but root for you. Absolutely. Me too. Because I know we've been there. We've all been in the trenches. We know what it's like to yeah. run a business and it's it's not easy. And I would rather, I get a little bit, you know, the more I've had to put things into action, people who just talk all the time, yeah. I get a little bit where I tune them out yeah. now. I'm like, let me see you do it. Right. Let me see what you got. Right. Yes. Yeah. One thing I would add to that is if you find yourself talking about all of the ideas and you're not implementing them, maybe you should change out, change out who you hang out with. Yeah. True. I think. Yeah. You got to yeah. get around people. Cause who, you got to be around people that hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, that is the thing I think, especially with creative people, you want to sit in a room with other creative people. There's nothing more like life giving or energy giving than being with those people. hundred percent. But if they are not action takers, change your circle because you might even want to get outside of your industry and just meet people who are in action mm-hmm. and not um, just producing creative ideas. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Ooh. Dang it. Ooh. It's a good one, right? <laughs> I didn't yeah. butcher that one. That was an That's easy one. That's a good one. one. My other favorite one is your network is your net worth. That is so true as well. Damn. Because you're going to need a lot of people to be in your corner. For sure. You better be in a lot of other people's corners too. Yeah. Yep. Your network exactly. is your net worth. That's yeah. one of my favorites because it's so true, especially as an entrepreneur, especially when you're trying things new, I'm not saying that you need money in all scenarios where you need investors. In some cases you, you might, depending on how big you're going to go, but having a really good group of people that are always positive, always rooting for you. And it's a mutual relationship that you're doing the same for them. That for is sure. so important. I agree. So important. I feel like so. this is the explanation point on on point number two. Was it point number two with the uh, don't talk crap about no, people? That was number one. That was number one. That was number one. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Just- Keep it positive always. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I have heard through the grapevine of DJs talking negatively about me and mm-hmm. the things that I do. Your YouTube subscription. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are going to be like, did you know? Okay, now we know the truth about him. The loser. It just, I don't know. Keep it positive. Oh, yeah. I've had tons of people I know have talked about negatively about me or us and then come around. Hey, how's it going? I'm like, hmm. Yeah. What? Okay, this is the last one. Should I read it like I wrote it, which is a little rough, or should I just be nice? Bring it. No, bring it. Yeah. Never sugarcoat it. This is unfiltered. Unfiltered version. Riley and Megan. Oh my God, I'm ready. Stop giving a fuck. Oop, I said it. (laughs) I love it. I was just going to say F, but I said, stop giving an F what people think about your business. I even even wrote, I even wrote, I'll say it nicer than this. (laughs) (laughs) You just can't. I can't. I'm like, I have so much feeling and I... I'm going to steal a, a Gary V. I, I like uh, a lot of the things he says, and I sent it to Riley this morning. It's like, why do you care about the person? I loved how he said it. 
they're watching you. They're eating popcorn watching you. They're the observer. They're not doing it. They're not mm-hmm. doing the thing. And you care what they say. Right. You care what your mother-in-law thinks about your, but you care what that anonymous person, really that person was anonymous to me. You know, I, I don't think people should do that. That was the advice of number one. I think people, and that's why I don't think people should post negative anything about anybody. Right. And I don't, so definitely if you're a business owner, don't do that. But also this last one is stop caring. Why do you care? My favorite quote, one of my favorite ones, and it's really long and everybody knows it, but I love it, is the Daring Greatly quote. Okay. Um, and it's really long, um, but I'm and I'm going to butcher it, but it's like the person in the ring, mm-hmm. you know, f- even if they fail, at least they were out there trying it, you know? And that's what I think about if somebody has a, an opinion who's sitting in the seats eating popcorn watching you do it they do not get an opinion and you should not care what they think yeah it's it's that's why it's so tough for me to even try to critique a sports team that lost sure or you know they should have made that shot or the coach should have done this instead of that what the hell do have you coached college basketball? Did I not know that? I didn't realize you coached. When you were in basketball. the NFL, how hmm. did you do that? Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Let's sit down and talk. Oh wait, no, you haven't. Yeah. You've Got never it. You're done it. Leaving a comment on YouTube or Facebook, you look at like, I mean, yeah, you look at any comments with, you know, whatever it is. It is just, I mean, you're just better not to even look at it. But it's so true. It's like again that man in the arena, right? It's like you've yes. got to. Got to really be careful uh, to make sure that and, you are staying focused and yeah. everybody. And I think there's a difference between, I want to just provide maybe another layer of clarity to that. It's not middle fingers up to the world. Like no. I, it's not that it's not like, you know, I hate you all. And I almost said that word again. And Jeez. twice in one episode would be a little much. Here comes a yellow belt. Coming out. <laughs> yeah. Break a board. Get a board. Somebody get us plywood. <laughs> I feel like I need a cigarette right now, too. I'm just going to be honest. Oh James, can you God. go to Menards? <laughs> yeah. Could you grab a piece of plywood and, and some marble? Pack of smokes. <laughs> <laughs> that would feel right. Anyway, I just, it's not like it's middle fingers up to the world. And I, you know, it's just when somebody tries to derail you. Or, and it's, and it's, if it's someone that you care about that has done what you do, has walked your path, who you know has your true best interest in mind, and they're like, hey, you know, they're respectfully questioning, probably should give that a listen. I'm talking about the, the people who have never played in the NFL, who are, you know, who the people who have never been in business, who have never done what you're doing, and they're being negative. Yeah. You should be like, Thanks, but yeah. thanks. Which is 90 some sure. percent of them yeah. <laughs> that haven't done the thing that, you know, you're trying to do mm-hmm. and yeah, to try. And it's, it's tough. Human nature, oh, yeah. it's, it's for whatever reason, it's just so much easier to get upset about a negative comment than it is sometimes to be thankful for a positive one. Isn't that weird? It is. Yeah. It is. Or We're more gravitated to the negativity sometimes. I even think one of the hard things, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, it's not a true negative comment, but it's like a critique or a suggestion that is very pointedly like negative. Does that yeah, make sense? Sure. I get a lot mm-hmm. of suggestions from a lot of mothers mm-hmm. on how I could run my business better. And I'm like, mm. and it's not like, it's not said in a nice way. And I am 
always open for feedback. But that kind of stuff, it's like when you open your wedding venue, then you and I should get together and have coffee and right. talk about it. No, exactly. 100%. 100%. Let me look up your wedding venue consulting business. Yeah. Now, again, now I'm, that you just said it. There, There's value of listening to some feedback mm-hmm. and digesting the feedback. It's not just, oh, what the hell do you know? Because you never know. Somebody could drop a gem absolutely. of a piece of feedback. We're like, oh my God, yeah. How did I not yeah. think of that? Absolutely. But to not let it sit and derail fester and derail your yeah. mission. Yeah. So. And I also think I'm just being honest. I don't mean, and I tell this to my kids a lot. When you say, no, don't, don't give an F what people think you're going to have a moment where you care, where it like stings, sure. you know, you're human, right? You just don't sit in it. Yeah. Like it's like a bee sting like, ow, that hurt. okay, but thanks. I'm, yeah. you know, it's over. You can't, sit in it and let it bring you down. You know, you are a human being. You are going to have an emotional reaction. For sure. You know, um, to, if someone's being negative, but don't let it derail you. Don't let your mind wander. Don't spend time on it. Um, and just stop. Just kind of, you know, I even, I tell the team this all the time. If there's a negative phrase or have, a, or that's said or an, a negative comment, have a phrase that you use either if it's just in your mind or that you say, yep. you know, to someone because most of that kind of stuff catches us off guard. So if someone says something negative or a family member or friend that you can say, yeah, I really appreciate that. Be out, you know, thanks. And you just use that one over and over For and sure. over so that it's just kind of I will like, take that yeah. into consideration. Ration. Thank you so much. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. God bless your heart. God bless your heart. Yeah, bless your heart. Which is F you in Texas. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. so I'm told. You <laughs> just say it in a Southern accent. Yeah, I think so. Oh, God bless his heart. Bless yeah. your heart. Yeah. I can, love that one. Can I share a dream with you? Yeah. Of course. Um, my dream is to produce a sports competition show that has these, uh, and I'm kind of joking, but I've always watched the Olympics and like, wouldn't it be so cool to produce the Olympics and then just have one average guy? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> try to do, try to do downhill skiing. <laughs> I, I, to, to your point, John, uh, there. Was a show, I think it was called Average Joe's. And it was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I could be making that up, but I'm pretty sure there was a show called Average Joe's that did the same thing where they did like quarterback competitions. Okay, let's go. Yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I don't know what that was on ESPN or if that was somewhere else, but it was. do that across sports, across anything. For sure. Put an average person in like a kitchen and be a chef. Yeah. Put them in. Because like, even like, you know, the women's basketball game on. You know, because so many people were fired up afterwards because of all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And but to have like just a a person trying like trying to play the same amount of time, seriously, <laughs> like they would it's be done, dude. Seriously, after quarter is. one, yeah. Or you know, it'd be funny. Or like you could follow it like with things that are happening in real time. So like, let's say a coach got like you know railroaded for like doing something. Quick. Now put an average person out. Yeah. You coach that. You t- I'd be like. I don't yeah. know what to tell you to do, yeah. right? Like, yeah, for sure. Just like armchair quarterback, right? Every, it's just, it's so easy to say, how the hell do you throw three interceptions? You know, how, why'd the coach do that? And why'd the coach? Yeah, man. Because they're I don't human. Know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> I, I love that. That'd be I, awesome. I told you Melissa has been sick, so I've been stepping up my household responsibilities. I was doing laundry, which was at a built up for a while. So I was doing laundry and I was walking with, uh, clothes to our bedroom and I tripped over the laundry basket and Isla and Asher were there. They watched the whole thing unfold. <laughs> 